Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspectives in honor of the Rafua Shalema, the complete and speedy recovery of Rav Amitai Ben Shoshana and Shaul Ben Britta. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of Leah Mincha Basak of Yosef, Edward Ben Ephraim, Shlomo Ben Edward, and Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia. May the soul be uplifted and may the memories be a blessing. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Vayishlach, They Will Not Succeed. Our Parsha begins with Yaakov Vinu returning home to Canaan after more than 20 years of absence. Steer fearful of Esav, Yaakov sent messengers with a message of reconciliation to Esav. However, they returned with a grim report. Esav was preparing to greet him with 400 men, with an army. In response, Yaakov sent him an extravagant gift of hundreds of cattle, donkey, and camels. He split his family into two camps, so if one was attacked, the other one could escape, and finally, he turned to God and begged for mercy. The night before meeting Esav, he moved his family and his belongings across the Yabuk River. After everyone had crossed except for him, Yaakov met an angel, and they started to wrestle and fought until dawn when the angel wanted to go. But Yaakov refused to let him go until he blessed him. So the angel gave Yaakov a new name, Yisrael, the Prince of God. After 20 years apart, Yaakov and Esav finally meet once again. Yaakov bowed seven times and embraced Esav as they cried together. Esav asked Yaakov Avinu, Who are all these people with you? And Yaakov replied, These are the children whom God has gifted your servant. Esav then asked, What are all the herds and cattle and camels and donkeys that I saw before we met? And Yaakov responded, That they are all gifts for you. But Esav said, I have more than enough. I don't need them. And Yaakov pleaded with him. And Esav ultimately accepted the gifts. They eventually parted ways on good terms. And Esav went to Mount Seir and Yaakov traveled back to Israel. However, a question comes to mind. Before Yaakov met his brother Esav, he sent him a message. Thus you shall say to my master Esav, Your servant Yaakov says, I have lived with love and our uncle, I have stayed with him. And I have stayed with him until now. Rashi writes that Yaakov was hinting to his brother that he has kept the Torah and its 613 commandments. But why would Esav care? What does keeping the Torah matter to an idol-worshipping pagan who is wicked and immoral? Why did Yaakov send this message specifically to his brother before meeting him? The Rashbam Rav Shmuel Meir, one of Rashi's grandsons, gives his opinion on what his grandfather meant. He writes that Yaakov wanted to let Esav know that he followed his parents' directive to flee and run away from home after he got the blessings. The Rashbam explains that Yaakov knew that the one commandment Esav kept was honoring his father. And he fulfilled this mitzvah to the utmost extent. And therefore, Yaakov sent this message hoping to awaken Esav's kindness and Esav's compassion. However, the Sif Sechachamim, a commentary on Rashi, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. They write that Yaakov sent this message to his brother Esav to draw a line in the sand to proclaim and state categorically that although Esav may have the numbers and the strength on his side, he will not prevail, for God is not on his side. No matter what he does or how hard he tries, Esav will not conquer Yaakov. 
the Sif Sechachamim continues that Esav was blessed by his father, that he will live by the sword. His survival and his existence will rely solely on his brutality and his physical strength, but Yaakov's life is precisely the opposite. His reality is innately godly and spiritual. The Torah and its commandments and its mitzvahs are his secret to his energy, consistency, and continuity. Yaakov is telling Esav that his ability to adapt, survive, and endure is due to him surrendering to God and submitting to his will. This immensely powerful lesson from the Sif Seichachamim is ever more relevant as we rapidly approach the holiday of Hanukkah. As the story of Hanukkah is an example of physical strength being defeated by a spiritual and a godly force, a demonstration to those who seek to destroy us, you will never succeed, for God, His Torah, and love are on our side. In our daily life, it is imperative that we realize that although anti-Semitic rhetoric is becoming mainstream and becoming popular, they do not stand a chance. They may be intimidating, they may be frightening, but there is no way they will succeed in destroying the Jewish nation. They are not the first, nor will they be the last who will attempt and endeavor to eliminate the chosen people. And although we must stay vigilant and we must stay prepared, we must not live in fear, for God is on our side. I will quote part of the special prayer we say during Hanukkah the Alanisim. Masati Giborim Biyad Khalashim, you have delivered the mighty into the hands of the weak. Varabim Biyad Ma'atim, the many into the hands of the few. Temeim Biyad Tahirim, the defiled into the hands of the pure. Rishoyim Biyad Sadikim, the wicked into the hands of the righteous. Vizaydim Biyad Oiske Torsecha, the insolent sinners into the hands of those who keep your Torah. As we say in Hanir Salalu, in those days, in these times. Have a meaningful Shabbos and a great weekend. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Thank you.